Welcome back. Another episode. We are in here. Green Room Radio. Uh, appreciate you guys checking in. Uh, if it's the first time, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button What's down that? below or What's wherever that? it's at. True. Super James and Domo checking in. And a uh, very special guest today. Uh, lots to talk about. I feel like we, we, we had to stop our pre-conversation <laughs> and get into it. So, so we didn't miss any good uh, content. Michael Sartain, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you. Um, so uh, uh, I think, you know, a big thing we can talk about is, of course, your, your men of action, your, your MOA. Um, I know you host the, the Wet Republic Caught 100 here in Vegas. We try to, you know, get yeah. a lot of Vegas topics on here. Um, I figure we start right there just because, um, you know, it's a Vegas thing. It's a Vegas, Vegas okay. show. Well, yeah. First of all, how long have you lived in? las vegas uh august of uh 2011 is when i moved here i remember the day i got here wow. i moved i moved my shit into this house and i went to go see a young jeezy concert at the pearl at, 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 <laughs> uh, i never i never forget that you look like a young jeezy <laughs> yeah. fan yeah I, I love jeezy uh yeah that was a good time from, where did you move from from uh, where? so this is weird so uh went to ut austin then i got into the military i, I was a, i was a dj and a manager at a strip club for four years so we're talking 2000 2004 04 i joined the military but i get sent to i go to uh alabama for a couple weeks for a couple months and then i go to randolph which is a san antonio so i'm back in austin basically every weekend i'm back in austin mm -hmm. for another year and then i leave to go to survival school then i then i go back to uh i go to georgia and then i'm, I'm in there for seven years when i retire i leave the military from wichita kansas mcconnell air force base so I go mcconnell i live in dallas for like four months and then i had made up my mind i want to be an actor so i was going to move out to la and try it just because i want to do something different uh went out to la on the way i would go to vegas every weekend to hang out with my friends and then after a while i was like man this is so much better than living in la la is miserable anybody who does it <laughs> anyone anyone who tells you that los angeles isn't miserable either has 50 million dollars or they're just lying to themselves if they spent one like one year in vegas they would not go live in los angeles not go home no, i mean everyone's buying houses here but not living there oh, yeah, no. i know exactly what you're talking about like if i go to babes and toyland maxim ignite party it's incredible the playboy mansion incredible that's one night right. if i have to live there and get stuck on the 405 man i want to oh, kill yeah. i got through so <laughs> many audiobooks stuck in traffic while i was living there man it was terrible I'm just well, at least to... you're using your time wisely oh for sure yeah. man <laughs> yeah so that's it. i moved uh i moved out and uh and then i just like at, at vegas just kept calling me calling me calling me and then i just moved to vegas permanently and i was i started working for a financial firm back then and then i started hosting all these like uh events but i did it because like it was one of these situations where if i was going to go out i wanted to have a reason to be out i didn't want to go out and just be a guy observing i actually wanted to have a microphone in my hand or be a recruiter or promote it somehow on social social media was new remember this is 2012 i remember the day instagram came out we put it on our phones when, uh, when did instagram come out 2012 2012 okay. yeah yeah uh, and i think the purchase by i by meta was 2014 i think somewhere around there but uh but yeah so we, i remember when we started doing that and it was just like when i wasn't even getting paid for it i was hosting bikini competitions i hosted a bikini competition with uh crystal hefner in 2015 2016 uh i think that was it yeah and then i started hosting the maxim party and then when, once i hit babes and toilet that was it that, everything like took off how'd you how'd you get into that circle to to i mean being fresh to vegas or, or was it from previous context uh, no, no, doing I, everything no no i just went out all the time and i mm -hmm. um i i just met i got involved with a, a promotions group and uh and we just started they started throwing some events and it was one of these things where i was really good at <clears throat> this is the thing if anybody's listening to this as a promoter like la or vegas promoter la promoter i'm very good at promoting things without coming off as a promoter mm -hmm. if you guys want a great mm -hmm. example look at randy foster look at david Haddon. those are two guys of promoters in las vegas love yeah. randy yeah but randy is the cool guy you hang out with the club he doesn't look like a club promoter he doesn't beat you over the head with his club promoter stuff so it's one of these things where it's like the we're going out for a girl's birthday or a charity event 
or bikini competition or it's a costume party or something like that. It's not come to my table and fuck my client. Here's some cocaine type shit. Like that's not, <laughs> which is which is what most promoters and hosts, not yes. to say they all do that, but that's the vibe that girls get. Girls here, like if I go to a girl who lives here and I'm like, hey, do you want to come to a comp dinner at SDK? She's like, fuck no. I've been to 40 of them. Yeah. That's what I feel like I used to hear that yeah. all yeah, the fucking yeah, time. When yeah, I I, I, what do I need? I, what do I fucking need you for to get a comp? That's it. A girl who just comes here, like first time here, the first year she's here, for sure. You can get those girls to go out with you all the time. You're not offering value by doing these things, but I do an animal rescue charity. I do one in Vegas and one in Los Angeles. Uh, we just did one last Friday. We probably, I think we raised about $83,000 for uh, homeless animals. I invited a bunch of Instagram models to that. And I said, I'm, I'm, we got free food and drink. That's about it. Will you come? Not, not only did they show up in dresses, they spent money on the animals. That's what I offer. So I decided, what if I tried to do it that way instead of tr just trying to treat women like cattle? And it worked. That's it. That was ma the main, my main hypothesis. The other thing is working at a strip club. I got to be honest with you. I, 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 I used to you know, be captain of my football team. I was a military officer. I loved the, the shit talking in the locker room. Man, I love that shit so much. <laughs> I, I miss it, to be honest with you. I, I love the, the drama and the shit talk. I just, I, I liked it. And so a lot of times, um, you know, I have, you know, some female friends that, that like, I listen to their shit. I love it, man. I just, I hey, like I, I was telling, uh, it, it was funny. So from traveling the world, you know, I, 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 I would tell, you know, I told Domo here just how, you know, I was like, I was in a strip club every day, yeah. but I'm not a strip club, club type of guy. Like yeah. I don't do dances, none of that shit. And she'd be like, well, why, you know, why are you there then? And I was like, well, you know, I said, it's the best form of fucking entertainment. These bitches are batshit crazy and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like I love, some of them are crazy. Some uh, of them are intelligent as fuck. But uh, I'm like, but you get the best, you're going to get the real deal story of what the fuck's going on. One girl, she was like selling Coke to the other girls in the in strip club. And she, she put the cocaine in Finding Nemo DVD. I had to take a bolt cutter and cut the lock off the bolt off the of a locker. Oh, I go in there and I find, hey, what is it, Finding Nemo? We ain't going to watch this shit, just cocaine in there. And I'm like, yeah, this was entertaining. I really enjoyed that. I just told her to go home. I wasn't even mad. I was like, that's actually kind of creative to do it. Like so that. did you do the strip club voice when you had announced the girls? So, so yes. <laughs> he almost, he almost, he was, he was like, oh, yeah, it was, yeah. And it never turned off. I was, was about 20, to say, so her, she goes by years. Onyx. So I was about to say, can you introduce Onyx as yeah, next yeah. up on stage? <laughs> She's finishing her PhD in quantum mechanics. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you ain't tipping, you must be tripping. Come up here and tip Onyx. <laughs> Onyx, stage number one. There it is. Is that how you guys got third, third, third call for Onyx. Where is Onyx? Still waiting for I'm, Onyx. She's watching, watching Fighting Nemo. Nemo. Stage one. Onyx. You guys want to uh, tear Listen, I'm going to get it. Listen, uh, statue of limitations is over. Uh, we're over. We're over Iraq. We're flying a KC-135 mission. And we would fly these long ass missions, profiles like 10 hours sometimes. And we were over there, we had this thing called Tanker Common, which just tanker tanker pilots can hear or tanker crews can hear. ATC can't hear us, the, the fighters can't hear us, nobody. And I would go on there and I would start doing strip club voice announcing. <laughs> oh God. There's, there's maybe six, oh, man, eight, there's maybe awesome. six KC-135s either on alert or like in the air and they're just like, listen to me. They don't know who it's coming from though. They don't know, cause I'm the nav, they don't know my voice. And so I'm sitting there doing, I'm like telling jokes and doing strip club oh, stuff. It was, yeah, it was pretty funny. Hey, are you, are you the guy sending, uh, sending those pictures to that Southwest pilot? The 
Southwest. What are they called? The, the, the guy, the pilot, he, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop this plane if, if somebody won't stop sending me nudes. Oh, what, what, well, they were airdropping. They were airdropping. Just hit deny. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, well, the, I'm like, they must have been horrible nudes if the guy was gonna Actually, turn the plane around. You know, I went when I went to Tampa um, this past last week. I like literally just got to my gate and then I got an airdrop and it said, "This is your dad." Like that was the fun. I was like, "That's creepy." Yeah, no, I've I've, de- I've definitely done when when we were going leaving Cancun for swimsuit USA's World Championship. We're we're leaving Playa de Carmen. We're at the airport, and me and this girl, we just start because you have to change the name of your computer. You don't want your real name on there. Right. And we just start sending horrific like nudes and porn <laughs> to different people. And we're just like looking around for like families, like waiting for them out. to to look yeah. at it. Hey, listen, I'm guilty of it. Whatever, but it wasn't in the U.S., so you can't get me. You know? <laughs> Did you ever get in trouble for that on the on the on the planes? No, no, nothing. No, they didn't care, man. It was just it was really weird um, being in an airplane with with three guys who were brave as shit, really fucking smart, scared, squared away, and all three of them married the first guy that they ever had sex with. Oh, and I w- I was not in that. Category. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, there there were men. Yeah, these three. No, the thir- they, they met the first. I'm sorry, the first woman they ever had. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa, whoa, that was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't ask, don't tell. Let's cut that part out. Yeah. So, the, my three, my three crewmates, my first time. Oh, like, I think, I think one of them had been with like one girl in college, and the other two had the, the first girls they ever had sex with. They married. And I was just like, and then I was like, hey, man, that sounds awesome. That's great. And then they go to, hey, what about you, Sartain? And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're not talking gonna about. Happen. I'm not, we're not talking <laughs> about this right now at all. So it was just like, it was one of these situations where like my life, my reality, these guys all went to the Air Force Academy and I was a strip club DJ. <laughs> and it was, and I was flying in a fucking airplane over Iraq and like there was no corollary. Like no one came from a background like me. No, in fact, there were hardly any Texas Longhorns in the military, just, just nothing but Aggies. I was just like ducking and dodging Aggies all the time. To, <laughs> A&M University, uh, and and it was just it was a it was a weird situation. But I always respected the fact that these guys made a decision to get married when they were early, and hopefully they're happy. Although when I see them, a lot of times they're not. So it just I don't know, man. But it was a that was a really interesting dichotomy. I'm glad I went through that. Otherwise, I would have just probably how, been. A how general. long were you? I'm actually a military brat. My, are you? My both of my parents were in the Air Force, and oh. my mom's a senior master sergeant. Okay, right now she's uh-huh. an E nine right now, mm-hmm. and you're, okay. you're out of Wait, you're out of San Antonio. Yeah, did you um, train at Lackland Air Force? No, so I was a, I was an officer. So your Lackland was where you go through to uh, yeah, the, to be enlisted. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. What what was that? Uh, what pulled you from the strip club to the Air Force? Um, nine oh, eleven. I watched 9 11 happen. Uh, I watched a replay while I went. Where were you work. at when 9 11 happened? You uh, I was asleep. Remember, it's I'm on the East Coast. I'm in I'm in Las Vegas. Or no, oh, I'm in Austin. I'm in awesome. Austin. So it's that's 9 a.m. So it was what year was that? Seven, was that? Oh, one. So, oh, one. Okay. so it, yeah. it's seven o'clock in the morning when it happens there. We don't see it on the national news till a little while later. So probably 9 a.m. my time. I don't get to work till 11. So I get to uh, work and then I see the first tower come down. Then I see the second tower and I'm like, oh man, this is, you know, this is for real. We, we, we almost closed down the, the, the place. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking like, I don't know if you guys know this, there was a B-52 that crashed into, uh, the Empire State Building back in the 1950s. So like this, something like this had happened before a long time oh, ago. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and so I was like, okay, you know, uh, maybe this is an accident, whatever. And then it was like, then we understood it was an act of terror. And I knew who Osama bin Laden was because I had kept up with some of the stuff. He, he was responsible for the bombing of the World Trade Center previously. And then, uh, and then it was one of these things where I had one frat brother who joined the Marine Corps and was an EA-6B pilot uh, and the, or EA-6B navigator. And then I had another frat brother who became a KC-135. Oh, no, no, it was a C-130 pilot for the Navy. So I went into the Marine Corps and I was going to try to be an officer there. And they were like, we don't have any spots. 
everyone was signing up. So I, I ended yeah. up joining the Air Force as a navigator. I was going to be an intel officer, and then they just made so me. So did navigator. you like the military? Yeah, it was great. Experience? I, absolutely terrific. I, I don't. I, I I highly recommend for a lot of people who are like that. You don't that are working in strip clubs as a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like Most need, of them are like sixty five yeah. though. Yeah. You need you need structure in your life. Like one of these people, yes. you just know, like highly intelligent, but you just can't get structure in your life for any reason whatsoever. I definitely recommend you join. Uh, I mean, but it's not again if you have. Like right now, I run a, a seven-figure business. Like that, that would that was not something I probably could have done back then. I don't think I had the discipline to. After I joined the military, definitely is something that I can do now. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely. I, when I go back and I think about the lessons I, I learned, because here's the thing: when I get out and I'm in Vegas, people don't show up on time. People don't, you know, they're always getting. Well, I was a navigator. I don't get lost. People, hey, I'm just trying to imagine. You organizing these fifty or hundred girls on a it's, night? It's the same thing. No, no, you, 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 you got the point. If you ever seen my my videos, I got a, all three, all the hands in the middle, like one, two, three, break, one, two, three, playboy, and we all run in and like I treat it like when I was played football or when I was in the military, I treat it exactly the same. Like it's the same voice, I'm the same commands, whatever. And I think people like the fact that I'm not sugarcoating anything with them, and I'm ve being very honest. My men of action mentoring group, the 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 coaching program I have, I yell at them a lot. I post videos of me yelling at them. They so that, yeah, that was a question. So that's not just for guys you also do that for women too so women get to do it for free but the problem is you have if, if women want to do it for free, there's 11 girls in it right now you have to be willing to show up and it's hard so i i gotta get this yeah. out real yeah. quick i uh so i when i was going through i was trying to look so i actually signed up and i picked a time at five mm. and all i keep hearing is i remember you're like if you miss that time you're out for life yeah so i'm like hey I was figuring it out. Yeah. We're going to pick a different time. Okay. <laughs> but no, he kept saying, he's like, if you miss that time, I'll never fuck with you. Basically. Yeah. So it's, it's called, yeah. yeah, it's called a goodbye. Uh, that, that we had a, a goodbye. So I have I like videos through the whole thing. We, my whole sales process eventually, because, you know, we did our first million in 10 months, I'm going to teach what we did. Then my next product, my first product was MOA. My second product, MOA advanced. Um, then my third product, we're probably just going to teach what we did to build this company. We're about halfway to eight, to eight figures. So, um, that's, that's the goal. That's always been the goal. How come the girls are free? Uh, because it, unfortunately 99% of self-help is men. And I don't like that. And I also don't like the echo chambers that happen when you have a bunch of men together and they start saying shit that they wouldn't say in front of women. So I like to have women on the calls. Keep them accountable. Yes. I also yeah. have. I, uh, I said that to you. That's something I, I heard that when you said that, yeah. like if you can't say it in front of women. Can't say it in front of women, then don't, then don't say it. So yes. the, the other thing yeah. is um, there was a, one of the girls who's in my program. She, she hasn't been on in a while, but I, I consider one of the coaches because she's on so many calls. Basically, the girls, I mean, they, they have access to the program, but most of them just come on the calls and we talk for hours, right? They ask me questions, whatever. Um, one of the girls, she came on and she talked about being sexually assaulted and kidnapped in Mexico. And the guy she was dating, who I met, and if I ever see this motherfucker again, it's going to be the last time. Uh, he, he, he peed on her, beat her up, broke her ribs and then told the cops she was a prostitute so they put her in jail for three weeks until the embassy finally got her and got her out of there she told us wow. the story what country was that Whoa. mexico oh mexico i told oh, i told and i so my they tell the story to my clients and i told my clients if any of you don't feel anything for her if you don't feel any pity or empathy for her get the fuck out of my program you're a psychopath i don't want you in my program i told them that straight up mm -hmm. i was like i have no patience for people like that uh, if you do, if you don't want to beat the shit out of this dude, if you ever seen him, I don't want you in my program. You have n I have no use for you. There's no way I can help you. So I, I I try to I try to weed out the psychopaths. One of the things like the pickup seduction red red pill community. There's a lot of great guys. Most guys in there are great, but there's a lot of really creepy autistic dudes that cr climb into that whole society and they 
they kind of screw it up for everybody else and then they go and they make horrible posts or they punch women or they do something crazy that's misogynistic. And my whole thing is like, we just can't have an echo chamber. I just do not want to move so far in one direction that I would not say these things in front of women. So I'm going to be, I, I'd like to tell people, I read I, meet, I read Margaret Atwell and I read Ayn Rand. I'm, I'm on both extremes. I, I will expose myself to both extremes. Um, and I'm gonna have, you know, my friend, I have a couple friends that are hardcore feminists that are coming on and I'm gonna have Andrew Tate on. Um, and I should be able to have a discussion with all of them without making things personal. You know, that's the, mm -hmm. that's the point. That's why I want my podcast to be. And that's what I try to teach my clients to be like, just look at things objectively. Use the scientific method. Do not sit there and try to think things are the way they are just because they feel a certain kind of way. We as men, we just don't really have the right to have feelings. I mean, I'm not saying we don't have, we obviously have feelings, but like we don't make millions of dollars because of our feelings. We, we don't get six pack abs because of our feelings. We got to go do shit. That's the only chance we got women the same way too. But like a lot of times women can be so beautiful that they don't really have to uh, abide yeah. by the same rules that we do. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So that that's the issue. And that's one of the things I teach these guys. You're not special. You're not. I know some women that are so beautiful. They might as well just be special. Like that. Nobody's going <laughs> to ever tell them no. Like, like, like if Lindsay yeah. Palos walked in here right now, she's so beautiful. Like if you met, she's one of my good, I, I love Lindsay Palos. If she walked in right now. You would not believe she was a, a human. She's so fucking pretty. And she would sit there and you would talk and like everyone's behavior would change. Everybody would sit up. You would just see every <laughs> women, women see me stand next to her and want to go out with me. It's crazy. And so you understand like, there's nothing that I have as a man that's going to, unless I was LeBron James, there's nothing that I have as a man that's going to be like that. So I got to work for it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what, I mean, I mean, um, I mean, you kind of touched on it, but it just, uh, in a general, uh, description, what, what is the goal of the program? What is, what, what was, what did you build it for? Um, I built it because, uh, I saw a niche that was missing. So self-help does not have a leadership component to it. So self-help in general. So we're talking to Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't see much of a leadership accountability component to it, except for Jocko Wilnick. He definitely does it. And then from the, um, I also don't see a scientific component from it. I don't see where they're using data from evolutionary psychologists to in order to uh, explain why certain things work and don't work. So I inculcated the leadership component and I inculcated the scientific component. Then from the dating seduction community, all those dudes, I didn't see any, they have no ability to communicate with women at all. In fact, they're afraid of them. This is why the whole community exists in the first place. Yeah. And so I was like, what, what can we, what can we do? Like there's this, there's this thing in psychology, it's called uh, mate, mate copying strategy, which is this idea that if you took a two gender species and you put, you surrounded the males with females, the males that had females around them would get selected by other females. This is like the Hugh Hefner, Dan Bilzerian kind of belief system, I'm, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it works. I, I've, I've tried it. I got news for hey, you. That, that's why I got you here. I was like, man, I see this. I want to. I want to be. Yeah, I want to be by this exactly. guy. <laughs> it works. For, it works with men. It works with men and works with women. So yes. the thing is, like, you you understand that concept. Pre mm -hmm. So the term we use, the colloquialism, is called preselection. So I I felt like the seduction community wasn't teaching preselection. They weren't teaching leadership either. So I found this hole in both of these communities, and I merged them together. If that makes any sense. The program first one is high status networking. Then it goes leadership, entrepreneurship, and mindset. The second course is it's uh social networking so we go over fixing your social media then it goes event planning it goes evolutionary psychology studies then it goes uh, what do you mean by fixing your social media so most again as men the idea that we're just going to be special and get like girls are going to notice us is the number one dating app in the world is instagram okay <laughs> it is you don't need 10,000 followers or even 5,000 followers or anything like that but you can't have weird photos of you on your instagram <laughs> 
And almost everyone who's listening to this, you have the fucking weird photos. You have the Tinder photo, but you have 17 copies of it. It's like right up on your fucking face, but there's a dog in the background. And then they're right up on your face, but there's a beach in the background. It's like, bro, we know what your face looks like. Get one or two good photos of your face. And then I want to see you skydiving. Get one or two good photos of your face, and then I want to see you at the at the the winery fields in Northern California. One or two good photos of your face, then go to that Valley of Fire. One or two good photos of your face, and then I want to see you at the Grand Canyon. One or two good photos of your face, then show me you at the uh, Chaise de Lee. Uh, one or two good photos of your face, then show me in Washington D.C. or the or the Leaning Tower of Pisa or some. Show me that you can not, travel somewhere or do something. The cool. weird in the mirror. The weird in the middle selfie. <laughs> but hold on, but hold on. But like as a, as a woman, like what does it do for you to see a picture of a dude with his buddies wearing flannel shirts at a fucking college football game some <laughs> shitty out of focus photo where there's like a dog in their barbecue and like i understand that you were trying to show off your boys that's what facebook's for that is not what instagram is for i got bad news <laughs> for everybody yeah, this is gonna sound, come off as incredibly shallow rule number four in men of action social media is fake and i'm okay with that social media is fake say it to yourself if you need to social media is social fake media and i'm okay with fake. that I'm okay with because that. the money's real. Social media is fake, and I'm okay with that because the world is fake. Or the world isn't fair, and I'm okay with that. You guys need to understand: everyone is on social media, on social media, showing the best parts of their life. And if you think that you're going to go get by without doing the same thing, you're going to notice that the disadvantage you have in dating becomes a greater and greater and greater disadvantage every year. So just consider: um, I'm 45. <laughs> 1985. Let's say I go to a nightclub. Let's say I go to Studio 54 in, in uh, New York. And when I go there, uh, at the end of the night, I pull up and the like, valet pulls up my Mustang. The guy that comes out after me, valet pulls up his Lamborghini. He's got, let's just say, a 20% advantage over me because he's got the, the Lamborghini versus my Mustang. You with me? Mm -hmm. that, but it's, it's 1.20. Now, if we took that same Lamborghini versus the Mustang and we put it on Instagram, it's 1.20 times X. The, 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 the advantage he has over me is now exponential. And the advantage that he has over you is the regular guy versus Dan Bilzerian. That's what it looks like mm. now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Dan Bilzerian is actually like, it's he wasn't trying to have this much of, of an advantage. He just ended up that way because social media, it what it does is it, it it's not arithmetic, it's geometric, the amount of advantage that you have. So that what happened with social media is it didn't make it easier for guys to meet girls. It made, it made it easier for guys that had the advantage to meet more girls. So if you had the six pack abs, you were really stunting on the guys who didn't. And if you had the Lambo, you were really stunting on the guys who didn't. And if you had all the money, you see rappers showing all this money, like it looks so fucking tacky but it works <laughs> but it's so why because rule number four social media is fake and i'm okay with that so if that's the thing i'm not telling you guys to do to do all these things what i'm saying is you need at least a passable you guys remember on madden you had all the different attributes the speed awareness agility all that shit you need at least an 80 overall on your on your instagram you got to you can't look like a, you're gonna fucking throw her in a van and, and traffic her. <laughs> You have to look somewhat like like she can feel comfortable. I got news for you, all of you. Instagram is to show some level of status and attractiveness, period. If you are using it to communicate with grandma, that's what Facebook is for. Stop using Instagram for that, okay? Oh if, you're try if you're sitting there trying to show off cool videos, you can do that on TikTok and on Instagram. You're not gonna throw a party though off of TikTok. TikTok, you try to throw a party off TikTok. Try to message a bunch of girls on TikTok. Tell me how that works for you. Yeah. It's Instagram, it's still Instagram. Instagram is there to, to to make you, I know people, I got a job, I got a job working at a hedge fund because of, of Instagram and my, and my t uh, Twitter. I've got MOA because of Instagram. I get invited to the Playboy Mansion because of Instagram. Instagram is, I, like I'm telling you guys, it's like, it, it's not everything, but if you're a, uh, 
if you're a lawyer, you have a, an office that you go to every day. Imagine going to someone's office and there ain't no couch or the couch is missing two legs and there's no wall and there's yeah. no, like you're sitting on concrete. That's what it looks like when your Instagram is shitty. When it's a, this blurry <laughs> picture of you with your shirt off and like looking all flabby and shit. Like, what are you doing? I don't understand like how you can, look, this is what I'm talking about before. As a man empathizing with a woman, looking at your IG, thinking that anyone would be attracted to you is fucking delusional. So just just make it. Uh, it's just six photos. So do you ever take some? Photos. Do you take somebody and and have their page and you're like, we got to get rid of that's this one? all I do. That's half of my calls. We have and I'll have I'll have girls on with four or five million followers just grilling these guys like, what the fuck is this? I don't need you with two Bugattis with you know with a fucking one hundred ninety five thousand dollar paddock. That is not what I'm telling you. I'm telling you to look in shape, wear clothes that fit, look just somewhat like. You need somewhat the, the term we use is access to scarce resources. Just show some of that, right? So, like I said before, that is that is the basis upon if we, we were talking about dating. If we're talking about networking, as far as other things, we can talk about LinkedIn or Facebook. Like for instance, for for most professionals or people like oh, do real estate or art, uh, architecture or people who do accounting, it's going to be less on Instagram and more on other platforms. But there's other people like I have this, these guys who do debt reconsolidation. I've got several accountants. I've got three F-18 pilots and I've got a couple of guys who are uh, Ivy League uh, professors in my course. And I show them on TikTok like professors who are making funny TikToks or police officers who are making funny TikToks or account. Oh, man, there's some funny ass accountants. You would never <laughs> think this. These guys are hilarious or funny ass real estate agents. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You guys know yeah. Stephen Lau is credit. He fixes your credit. Go look at his IG. He's got blow torches and shotguns, and he's like feeding credit cards to porn stars. On his, like, <laughs> look at this motherfucker fixing my credit. Nobody cares about that. Like that's, it goes back to what I said when we were off the air. Yeah. Nobody cares about what you're doing as, as long as you, again, you know, Logan Paul goes into the woods. He sees a, a, a suicided body, a dead body. He films it clearly for the clout. He gets canceled. Then he does a f one fight with KSI, and he's uncanceled, and now he's probably the biggest male influencer in the world now because of he, yeah. because of this thing he did. Wait, I thought he, I thought he, we canceled him because he went into a forest with a dead body. Oh no, we didn't cancel him because we don't care about anything. People are still making TikTok videos with OJ Simpson while we're talking right now, and you think that you know you're worried about getting canceled. So that's the thing: people need to be less afraid to post on social media, and they need to make sure they collate it, they they cull it so the where where it looks good. Does that make sense? And by the way, I have no problem if people want to use FaceApp. You want to know why? Because every girl you're dating is using it. Why don't you yeah. use it? I don't tell you right now. <laughs> I tell you right now, I would use it. I know girls that are stunning and still use FaceApp. They all use FaceApp. So that's my, my, my thing. Social media is fake and I'm okay with that. The reason why people take that offensive is because they think they're giving themselves on social media. Stop that. Stop that. All of you from right now, say this to yourself. I am a social media a producer. I'm not a social media consumer. I am a social media producer. I'm not a social media consumer. I don't go to, so you see, ever see people who get it, who get into a bad breakup and they start complaining about their ex on social media like i'm not god why are you writing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not i'm not the church no one, gives the shit. No one reading shit. that does like why why do you do you really think like fellas if you're listening to this right now and you're writing about how your girl cheated on you every girl who's writing this thinks that you're terrible and bad and have a micro penis stop <laughs> writing that shit stop it's so crazy like stop praying like social media is not god it's like not someone you pray to for like like emotional assistance you do not receive emotional validation from social media you produce so that you can either get what you want to get 
dating-wise, social-wise, networking-wise, business-wise, money-wise. That's what you use social media for. Social media is fake, and I'm okay with that. Stop letting that poison drip into your brain, and you sit there and you're flipping all day. And next thing you know, you're feeling FOMO because you think you're fat, or you're feeling FOMO because you think you're poor. Stop that shit. That is not what it's for. You're a social media producer. You are no long from this point forward. All you listen to this, you are a social media producer. You are no longer a social media consumer. That's what I'm telling you. But the idea that you're going to get by like this, can you imagine a podcast right now? only posting on Apple Podcasts, having no Instagram, no Twitter, no fucking YouTube. <laughs> Can you imagine the the epic fail, the epic failure? I can't imagine it because no one would see your podcast. You'd get two downloads. The, the my All of my impressions, I'll tell you right now, I probably get 400,000 impressions on every month on YouTube and two and a half million on Instagram for the same podcast. Nobody gives a shit, man. And here's the other thing I'll tell you. I thought when I started a podcast that my social media was going to promote my podcast. It is completely the opposite. Mm -hmm. My podcast promotes my social media. My podcast, people take it, these little clips. And then I, I have affiliates now who work for me. By the way, shout out. If you guys want to be an affiliate for MOA, you make 10% for every sale. The, these guys will make these accounts. And these accounts will uh, they'll, they'll sell my, my program. But they'll take clips from my, my YouTube. They'll take clips from my podcast and they'll post hundreds of them all over the place. And they're taking these clips and people are watching these clips 50x more than they're actually watching my two hour podcast. It's crazy. Oh, How many yeah, people come to me? They're like, I love your podcast. I'm like, oh, cool. Which episode did you watch? Oh, no, I didn't watch the episode. I just watched a clip on your IG. <laughs> I'd say 91% of people who watch. That's who, what I did. I yeah, didn't, they I just didn't watch my clips. They just scroll through my clips. That's fine. You want to know why? Because say it with me. Social media is fake, but the money's real. I don't give a shit. That's the thing you all have to understand. This idea that, that authenticity will bring you success. It's really funny for Gary Vee to say that when Gary Vee has 10 million followers on Instagram. <laughs> it's cool for Gary. I'm not saying Gary Vee's wrong. I'm saying Gary yeah. Vee doesn't know what it's like out here in these streets anymore because Gary Vee has 10 million followers on Instagram. For the rest of you, I need you guys to understand there's these things that go on on social media that look fake or disingenuous. You need to be doing those things if that's, again, when we found out that uh, Armstrong, what's his name? Um, cheating in the racing uh, Tour de France. We found out Lance Armstrong was cheating. What did we find out about the other t 12 people behind it? What did we find out about them, guys? <laughs> they were, <laughs> they were also up. cheating. Oh, yeah. so everyone was using FaceApp. Everyone was lying on. So, oh, okay. So, But you think you're going to be authentic and you're going to get that seven-figure business? I got bad news for you. That's nope. the world that we live in. So we can accept it. It's the same thing. We have the same discussion about male-female nature. And like, oh, well, women don't find themselves accountable or girls like tall guys or rich guy, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to be mad at women. It's 300,000 years of homo sapien evolution. I'm going to accept that that's the way that it is. And then I'm going to go with that flow. I'm going to accept that social media is fake. And I'm going to go with that flow. You're never going to change female nature. You're never going to change social media. You're never going to change the, the fact that people want sexual selection and higher status. So use it to your benefit and make money. That's the only thing I'm saying. Stop trying to fight it. You just understand that that's the way the world is. That realization, that acceptance, that's that's how people become billionaires. That is that is how actual people become billionaires. Amazon is not there to help you. Amazon says one click, one click, one click, one click, money, swipe, click, money. Like, it's like, here's my money. Click, one button, one button. Oh, this thing I want, instant gratification. Instant. You think Amazon is built like that on accident? No. Amazon is built to to uh to take advantage of your baser needs for 
instant gratification. That's why Instagram is so popular. I'm not Instagram, sorry, Amazon. That's why Amazon is so yeah. popular. So understand, that's what Instagram is too. Don't be, I, I'm not saying don't use Amazon. I'm saying don't be fooled and understand when you're being sold something. That's all I'm saying. Understand, Democrat and Republican, I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent here. No, but like, like, good. Like, well. like Democrat and Republican. You guys really think, you guys remember when the Ultimate Warrior came down and Hulk Hogan was in the ring and everyone was cheering. Some people were cheering for Ultimate Warrior. Some people were cheering for Hulk Hogan. Yes. These motherfuckers went out and probably swapped wives afterwards. They're homies. <laughs> They're friends. You believe that they actually hated each other. I can almost guarantee you they bought steroids from the same dude. Yeah. Are you kidding me? They're friends. You really think that um, Conor McGregor and, and uh, what's his name? Um, Floyd. Floyd Mayweather hate each other. You're a fool if you think they hate each other. They love the shit out of each other. They made so much money for each other. Yeah. Now, you actually think that Donald Trump, who was a Democrat 10 years ago, really hates Hillary Clinton? Man, they take they send their kids to the same schools. They do the same. You guys, you guys have been sold this yeah. Democrat. Republican, you're just watching. You're, you're just watching the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan, but you think it's real. None of that shit is real. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying don't vote. I'm not saying anything. Hey, that's I'm what saying. I told her. Something that's really <laughs> odd is I don't watch TV, and so like when all this stuff started coming up, I told her I, I, I was like, I don't even know what Republican and Democrat is. I'm like, I goes, this is like a civil war going on in our own country. I didn't even know what the fuck it was. I mean, so. Let me tell you what happened. John yeah. Republican and Jim Democrat are fighting in the streets with knives, and we're all watching while the bank behind us is being robbed. That's what's happening. That's yeah. what's actually happening. <laughs> you, you were sitting there trying to, Democrat trying to fight Republicans, Republican trying to fight Democrats, instead of being a, an American citizen trying to fight a system that is trying to extract money from you through inflation. You, but you're not paying attention to that because you're so sure that your side is right and the other side is wrong. Man, just, I'm saying, unplug from the matrix. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Was the Tiger King real? Huh? Was the Tiger King real? I mean, part of it, I mean, <laughs> it was real. Like, it really happened. I know, I know stuff. I mean, you know, Masha Nidoku was on my po my podcast. She was the nanny. She was the sexy nanny <laughs> oh. at the end. Yeah, so she told me, yeah, that was fake. All that was well, fake. We, well, I just said, like, when we were talking about it, I was like, I asked everybody, I said, you remember the first distraction during the pandemic, right? It was Tiger, Tiger King. King. Yeah. It was like, it the, second like one, the second one was The Last Dance. It was still thought was fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, the that fact that it was done coming. off of Michael Jordan and Garth Brooks. Bro, I remember I, they did it at the same time. Yeah, I can't believe that. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I auctioned off a of Scottie Pippen basketball the other day. He wrote a book basically denouncing oh, everything about that and saying that he was more important to the Bulls. And I'm like, you want to talk about delusional? That's what we're, that's kind <laughs> yeah. of the situation. I love the book though. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I love the, like, it's okay to watch the drama. Don't be in the drama and don't believe the drama. Don't believe that Logan Paul and KSI hate each other. Don't be that person who believes this bullshit. Don't believe that. Dude, just come on, man. You like, also like, I don't think that Kanye does or doesn't believe in white lives matter. I know Kanye made that shirt to piss you off. That is the yeah. only yeah. reason stay in the media. That, he made that shirt. Yeah. He made Kanye doesn't give a shit about that. He Kanye did it because he knew he was going to make he was going to lead you in one direction and then turn the other way. He hate he that's the only thing he did. Don't believe that he Kanye was like this is some deep political you're being fooled unplugged from the matrix don't believe that uh, Kyrie Irving was taking a stand against the COVID vaccine and that's the reason why he missed all those no Kyrie Irving thinks that he's Martin Luther King the man is delusional yeah what about when the, the NBA, earth is flat? that when the NBA did all that had all the people putting the verse Bible verses on their jersey oh I don't know I don't remember that. Oh, it was during the George Floyd thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the NBA start got in on the Black Lives Matter yeah. and then they let all the basketball players they were putting 
like church verses. Well, some thinking, some of like, them. They were putting other yeah. things like freedom. They were putting all yeah. kinds of names on there. By the way, let, let's make a distinction because this is, gets really confusing. There is Black Lives Matter, the movement. Black Lives Matter, the uh, the organization. The organization is corrupt as a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. The organization yeah. was embezzling from people. The movement is a movement. It doesn't have a, a leader. It was just like, hey, listen, they were. You know, we saw what happened to George Floyd, and we just wanted a term to. to do you to think that up. really happened? What the George Floyd thing? Or of course. Do you think yeah, I mean, there's multiple witnesses. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the dude is dead. Yeah, I mean, I know several people. I, I don't know them personally, but I've heard several eyewitnesses. I know that the guys from uh, Up in Smoke, uh, Stephen Jackson, knew George Floyd personally because they're both from uh, Port Arthur, Texas. Uh, so I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that thing was was. Yeah, fair. well, I just I didn't know because I'm just like, would they really on the news like actually show an execution like that? That's the only thing that made me wonder. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I think they would because it was good for the news. I mean, well, the right, news, well, the news come, took How come they, they didn't? How come they didn't show Bin Laden? What do you mean when they killed him? Oh, yeah, so they showed... a, a, oh, there's a bunch of other reasons why they didn't show him. Bin Laden. You should read uh, the operator by Robert O'Neill. So he's mm -hmm. the guy who says that he killed Bin Laden. Uh, I like how you said he's the guy who says he's, you think well, he we, does? We, we didn't see it. I know. I think they killed Bin Laden 100. Uh, percent Hey, remember I just said that? Yeah. Well, I, I was saying because I keep seeing that guy going on podcasts, and I'm like, I don't think he even killed Bin Laden because I thought as a seal, you're not even you're not even allowed to say anything. So, so what happened? So what he, it, what happened is that uh, I, was, I think it's Marcus Luttrell was kind of the first one who did it, and then there was a couple others. There's so many seals writing books now; it's just kind of the thing to do. And then once they do, like the rest of the seal community kind of turns on them. Same thing with David Goggins or whatever. I mean, as long oh, yeah. as, as long as it's not top secret clearance and you're not putting anybody in danger, I really don't mind. Uh, I love the fact that I got to get a, like a look inside a seal training. I enjoyed Robert Robert O'Neill's book. Uh, I enjoyed Marcus Luttrell's book, and I love David Goggins' book. I would love to meet that man someday. Yeah. But but the thing is, uh, the thing I'm, that I'm trying to say is, I, generally, I believe more than I don't believe when it comes to something like that because the number of people that would have had to lie is the problem. There's a reason why. Ready? Here we go. You're ready? About to make the stream pot. <laughs> we did land on the moon in 1969. You know how I know? Because there were 400,000 people working on it. That's the reason why I know. That's the reason because there oh. there's actually a retro reflector on the moon right after after 1969. If you shot a beam up to the moon before 1969, you would get an attenuated beam back. If you shine it up after 1969, you would get a laser back because there was a, a there was a, a, a retro reflector right there in the sea of the sea of tranquility that Neil Armstrong put up there. That's how I know that pay, that, oh, that makes people angry when you say that shit. <laughs> oh, what about the Van so Allen? You, belt so you're belt? saying you're saying there's just too many people involved in the whole Bin Laden thing to for it to be fake. It's exactly. It, right. There's like ten people oh, that know on, about but, it. Hold on, hold on. But it's not that. It's like Occam's Razor. There's a 15th century uh, monk named William of Occam. You should look him up. His whole belief was. If I have two pre, if I have two options, the one that requires the least number of, of assumptions is most likely correct. Okay, so is it more likely that six hundred thousand people were in on this? Uh, I said four hundred. This is six hundred thousand people that were in on this deception. And it's like we lied to all of them, and that I'm supposed to believe that all eighteen men who went up there, you know, crossed the Van Allen Belt and went to the moon, all of them who were U.S. military officers, all of them lied. None of them came forward later. Okay, that's fine. If that's what, if you think that the higher percentage chances that's what's happening, but yet I can just work out the physics because I can read Principia by uh, Isaac Newton. And I can figure out how to get to the moon. It's not that hard. You just get eleven miles per second. You know that, that I believe that that's what we did. So you ask yourself, is it easier to go to the moon or to fake a moon to fake a moon landing? Mm -hmm. It's harder to fake a moon landing than it was to go to the moon. I'm telling you, it is. Yeah. Moon doesn't even have an. A, 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 the moon has like a low escape velocity. It has no environment. It's actually not that hard. Well, that's what I was gonna say. But why? What's the? Why do people want to go there? Like, what do they do there? Like, the moon. Yeah. We just want to beat the Russians. See, this is the thing. We don't have that. <laughs> anymore. We don't. We don't. Have, but we don't have that anymore. Because because yeah. Russia. I'll say it again. Ready? We're ready to make the stream pop. Russia is <laughs> a joke. Russia couldn't take over. Couldn't beat Ukraine. That's like Alabama couldn't beat fucking little sisters of the poor. <laughs> Uh, Russia is supposed to whoop Ukraine's ass and couldn't do it. 
Russia look, is sitting there stepping on their dicks. I will say it out loud. I know some people are going to be angry. The Russia is a, looks like a look like a failure right now because they weren't able to take over. I'm not saying they should have, but like that's what happened. We Russia, we used to be very afraid of them. They yeah, used to no, be. They, we, they had a military equi- a, a military equivalent to ours, and they said we're going to the moon. We're like, okay, well we're going to go to the moon first. That's the reason why we went. And then once we went to the moon and we went there five more times, then it, it, Bill came on uh, Richard Nixon's desk and say, uh, President Nixon, are we going to Mars? Are we going to do the SD? program and he looked at how much it costs and he said we're going to make this space shuttle program and that's what happened that's essentially what happened i think 1970 i can't remember what year it was the last uh, apollo mission was 72 or something like that i know you guys didn't come on here to, but i have a background in astronomy that's why i talk about this. i was, I was just oh gonna say God. like that's a lot of that's a lot of info so so, yeah. so but, but the point the point is this the reason why i always bring this up is that you will notice the people who lean heavy into conspiracies there's excuses for why everything in their life went wrong I don't believe that there are reptiles that live below Antarctica that are secretly controlling our government. <laughs> okay? There's so many people who believe that shit, <laughs> right? Or, or believe, or believe that the Nazis had their own had their own fucking space program in the 1940s. There's people who believe this, and my point is, let's say I'm completely wrong, and all the stuff I'm saying is wrong. Are you successful? Are you dating the woman of your dreams? Are you? Do you have the physique you've always wanted? Are you making the income you always wanted? Is that so? This conspiracy is more important to you than than yourself. Than, than yourself. That's Wait, what's I happening. I knew ancient aliens was was lying to me. Yeah, I mean, ancient, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that stuff is that stuff is entertaining. But like, the problem is, at some point, the rubber meets the road, and like, I I would like to be successful more than I would like to try to prove to people that you know Oswald killed Kennedy. You know that that kind of that kind of crazy shit. So that's one of the things I go off on my podcast. The funny thing is flat. So I did a flat Earth debate with these guys oh, for three flat. three and a half hours, and I and and I'll say and I'll say it right now, I answered every single one of their challenges for three and a half hours, and they were so upset about it that they got it got two thousand comments, and all of them are personal attacks against me. And when I go on other like when you got when I have you guys on or if you guys post this on YouTube, you're gonna get flat Earthers commenting because they follow me. They're still, obsessed with me. Still. They follow me around to other places because they need to they need to try to do everything they can to discredit me personally because I used to be in the military or whatever because I answered I'm me is dangerous most times people just make I'll make a video you make a video no I live debated them for three and a half hours I had answers for everything they were not happy about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were not bro, that. They're, they're that, to, you have that you have that up on your channel yeah yeah oh, look okay. it up oh, I think they, see that hey so if the earth is round though how do the people <laughs> on the bottom how do they not fall off? It's gravity. Gravity goes in, it goes to the center of mass. It's like, okay. yeah. That's, that's really? I, so okay. I, <laughs> no, because I, I heard something on your thing, and I'm like, I never you heard that word before. It, but I'm like, but if it's because that's not down, because that's not like so gravity. Them, gravity yeah. so We're think not of, a snow globe. Think, think of there's a point. There's a so the the planet is uh, twenty four thousand nine hundred miles around. In the middle of the the core, that is the point at which all gravitational force points in towards that point. Does that make sense? Yes. Just like it is with the sun, where the sun pulls us in towards the center of gravity of the sun. So it's just where it's there's no down. They just for them down would be up. They're just wherever the the gravitational well is pointing towards the center of, of mass of the planet. That's what happens. That's why there is a planet because of gravity. There would be no planet. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> like, why, yeah. why, why, True, skip that day in school. Why does the moon not crash into us or go flying off somewhere? Because of gravity. It's got enough angular momentum to or lateral momentum to stay in orbit. That's why it's there. But if there was no gravity, it would just go float off somewhere. What is keeping the moon here? Why is it? Why do the satellites go around the the planet? Why is it full moon and half moon? Why? Because because the moon is the full moon. The moon is facing the sun. The side of the front, the sun, the sun is directly behind you. When you see a half moon like this, what you're seeing is the sun is over here 
and it's on the side of the bright side of the moon and the dark side of the moon that just has no sun. You should imagine at any point. It's still there. You're just only seeing yeah, the, you, that. You imagine at any, at any point during the day, the moon is half of the moon is going to be lit by the sun and the other half isn't unless there's an eclipse. And eclipses only happen rarely because the moon travels five degrees north or south of the ecliptic. It has to be directly on the ecliptic. At, and at midnight, uh, during a normal full moon, that's when you have an eclipse. And eclipses all happen the same time. Like you can, you can calculate them a million years out. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm envisioning him teaching all this knowledge to, to a room full of uh, strippers that's what we say that's what we say on the podcast well, i try to make people simple up simplify things for the stripper who just got off work at the rhino that's what i say yeah. i say that all the time on the podcast because like i just i feel like everyone if they had enough interest could learn almost anything you could spend 20 hours and legitimately learn how to be like like some level of accounting some level of coding you can learn there's so many skills that people can learn right now for free online the, the, the ones the, the main ones I tell for people who like want to make money right now and they don't have a degree is copywriting high ticket sales closing learning how to code and then learning how to um, uh, affiliate marketing those things you can do from your home man you can live in Mexico City as long as you have an internet access you know you can live in, in uh, Phuket Thailand and you can do all these things and make millions of dollars there's no excuse and that's why I try to tell people but if you believing that the earth is flat is keeping you from doing that. If you, by the way, if you believe the earth is flat, it's fine. But right, you, right. But if, you but believe, if, it's if, if you believe the earth is flat, is literally debilitating you from going to the gym. Do you not see my problem? <laughs> that's the fucking problem. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like if you watch porn and you enjoy porn, that's fine. If you watch so much porn that you can't do anything else, then there's the problem. You, remember what I said? Social media producer, not social media consumer. That's the reason why I have such a problem. I don't really have that big of a problem if people want to believe in conspiracy theories. That's fine. My problem is now every time when I meet these conspiracy theorists, there's always a yeah, man. I just you know I just lost my job because of you lost your job because you went to work drunk. You 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 don't show up on time. <laughs> you, you you're taking mushrooms while you're driving a bus for full of kids. Like, that's why you lost your job. Like stop saying it's not because of the reptile people below Antarctica. It's because. <laughs> That's why you lost your job. So like, why, why are you oh doing this? And God. it's just so, it's so aggravating. And cause I want the best for people, not just for men. I want the best for people uh, in general to, 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 to level up. Uh, and it's, it is, it's very difficult. We have another saying in men of action. We don't, we don't listen to rule. Number one, we don't listen to the words. And what we mean is we only pay attention to people's actions. You'll find very frequently people will say things to you and, um, and you'll you'll hear that they'll say they're saying it because they don't they want you to believe it they're lying to themselves I mean, i'm sure you have homegirls that are like i'm never going back to this motherfucker all the time all the time i'm, I'm gonna quit smoking i'm not doing drugs no this week i'm not she doing just this text me. yeah just and, and then and i'm done like, stripping you know they'll go on a date with a great guy i'm never talking to my ex and then they're, they're around some dude who bores them and they're immediately fucking their toxic ex but they the reason why they said this to you though is because they need for them to believe it and they need for you to believe it but it's not true. I don't ever pay attention to the words. I only pay attention to people's actions. And when you do that, what one thing we do in M, we have the saying inside of MOA and outside of MOA. Inside of MOA, we're in a laboratory. I will not lie, cheat, or steal, nor will I tolerate anyone amongst us who does excellent. Uh, what is it? Uh, integrity first, service before self, excellence in all we do. Those are Air Force credos, but I, I use them in men of action. So inside of MOA, if we say words, those words mean something. Outside of MOA, we know that somebody can talk, 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 talk. I got a Netflix special coming up. I got a million dollar deal coming up. Come over to this place, lend me this money, do this thing with me, whatever. I don't believe in shit till shit happens, like Bernie Mac says. And so that's the thing. I teach people to be discerning and skeptical. Not so much yeah. that they're pessimistic, but when you do that, man, that is the way uh, trust but verify, like like President Reagan said. Trust but verify. 
that that's just the way I, t I try to tell people to be. I, I, I recognize that everyone outside of my program is not accountable for their words. Everyone in my program has to be accountable. We kick you out. That's the way it works. Does that make sense? Oh. I'm, not, I'm not like most self-help guys. Like Tony Robbins would never do this. If somebody's a snitch, we kick you out. I've had dudes do this. They would say like snitch. One guy was talking to a, Like, wait, what are they snitching on? One, one, guy, one, guy oh one guy was talking to a girl and, and, and screenshot the, the stuff in my Discord server and snitched on it to the girl. I was like, bro, you got to go. We're not, I'm not having a snitch in my program. This is not going to happen. I mean, that's for your safety, not for mine. I'm not, I have no interest in having snitches. I've like, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff. Now we've gotten to the point where people are trying to steal my, my videos. They're trying to steal my program. And I'm like, it's, it's actually flattering, you know, that people are actually trying to like, they buy the program and then they want to, they try to cancel it 30 days and they'll try to screen cap the entire pro My program is 114 modules. It's 1100 hours long with the Q and A's and they try to steal as much as they can and they try to sell it online for free. And I'm like, you know, good luck with that. You, you know, but, but wait, what do you sell it for free? Sell it for free. Give it $300. Not for free. Oh, free. you're just saying, just, yeah. just trying to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, so, uh, undercut you. A, undercut uh, you. Undercut me. Yeah. Undercut me. I had one person that were trying to sell their own product and by giving my product away for free as like a, an incentive <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it was crazy. But like, like honestly, like that means it works oh, yeah. if, if that if that's what's happening. Oh, if there's that well, confidence in it, for I sure. Wanna, I want to get into like the women that <laughs> you work with. And I know you do a lot of the competitions mm -hmm. and I've seen you have OnlyFans girls. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you also also have porn girls like how do you feel yeah, about yeah. women in only fans or i love it hey would, would, would domo monster here make your squad she make your squad of absolutely yes absolutely yeah. yes. so one of the things is uh for the pageants i host I, yep. everyone can come so i'm hosting swimsuit usa's world championship uh i leave on saturday to go to mexico for a week and i'm one of the hosts for it that is a very PG thing. No tattoos, no OF, nothing like that. I go to Paradise Challenge. That's a whole different ballgame. Paradise Challenge, you know, Black Tape Project. Have you ever seen them where they dress the girls up in electrical tape? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Black Tape Project, I'm, I'm also the host for that. That is not, there's about half the girls do some kind of OF, something. Most of the girls do OF. Is that out here? No, it's in Jamaica. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so the thing for me is, as far as like the squad, there's no squad. It's just like we do events. Like I probably at my birthday party, I'd say there were probably of the forty girls that showed up, eight of them had master's degrees, and another like four of them probably did guy girl OF, and then two of them did porn, and then four of them were like you know cocktail service. Like it's all over the spectrum. I have one of them should like a professional athlete, a couple of personal trainers. There's no, there's no to me women or women guys or guys. If you're interesting to me and you have something to contribute, I really don't give a shit what you do for a living. As far as my girlfriend, that's a different that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was saying because I've seen, uh, you know, and like I said, here's here's the timeline of of just what I seen and kind of doing what you were doing when I got out here. I got out here in '05. Uh, it went through the 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 Armani, Armani guy, Armani, whatever. Not a good guy, but I saw him doing that, rounding up the girls, da 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 da, whatever. And then I seen who the Sancho guy do this, and then I seen uh, who like a Noah Ospitz do this. But then the difference is what I was telling her is I said, I've seen all these people do this and what they're doing and what the whatever. And I go, but with this guy, I'm like, these girls are on a whole different level. And they're in, and there's a difference. Like they genuinely seem like they're happy to be there versus you look at these girls and they just look like they're fucking rattered with another 65 year old. What, I, what, yeah. I, what <laughs> I would say as a woman watching it, because obviously I see, you know, these groups of guys that have these girls, you know. There's usually a lot of club rats or, you know, girls that are really yeah. sloppy. Um, the women I see that you're with, they're very mature. Yeah, they look we very, like, we like women. Yes. We don't really drink. 
like that's another thing like drink it like that's me, huge, me, me and my best my so cj sparks my two closest female my three closest female friends are kaylin franco she runs a legend model and talent uh kindly myers she's this huge model out in um uh nashville tennessee and cj sparks she she's the host of inside only fans podcast and she's a former playmate uh the three of them i would do anything for i will be at their weddings i will you know hopefully i will hold their children someday i will be at their you know baby showers i i care about them deeply a lot of guys in the seduction community are like how can you have friends that are females i'm like fuck you dude like if you had any idea if you had any idea what it was like to go approach a girl with kindly myers they don't that there's no the girl doesn't put up a shield she's like oh my god you're with kindly fucking Myers. like it's incredible like <laughs> yeah. try try going out like arm in arm with Lindsay Payless and walking up to a girl the girl's like well here's my number what what do you what do you want to go out sometime like it's crazy what happens that's what pre-selection is um but because I would do anything for them and because I treat them like like my best guy friend, I say, hey, what's up, motherfucker? And when I see Kindly Myers, this multi-time playmate, you know what I'm saying? Girl next door, like like huge two million followers. I'm like, hey, what's up, motherfucker? It's exactly the same. When I do, when I when I sit there and I play outside linebacker for my football team, I'd be like, ready, ready, break. When I'm surrounded by a bunch of bikini models and we're about to go on stage for the big, uh, the $130,000 Playboy bikini competition, it's ready, ready, break. It's exactly the same. And I feel like, the, for a lot of women, they and men, by the way, that camaraderie. I think our species was evolved to be uh, was evolved to inculcate teamwork into our lives. I think the greatest joy that you can have as a man is accomplishing a goal with a with a group of other people. It's winning the Super Bowl. It's winning an NBA championship. Yeah. It's building a business. Right. And then taking your friends who you hired in that business, taking them out of poverty to where their grandkids are never going to have to work again. Like that, it to me is the greatest feeling ever. It's to play pickup basketball with your friends and to win a game. That is the great to me. It's an accomplishment of, of, of that networking, that friendship. That's what men of action is based on is the idea of uh, iron sharpens iron and the idea of networking that that humans were built to be to network with one another. And so I think that that whole part is like definitely lost on a lot of people. So. I bring that also when I talk to women and shockingly, they want the same thing. I feel like the, I don't know if you were ever in a football locker room, but it's fun as shit. <laughs> we snap, we, we talk shit to each other. And then yeah. I try to bring girls into that lifestyle and they're like, yeah, I fucking like this. I like the fact that you're not treating, like, it's not cause I have boobs. Like we're just, we're just one of the, the dudes. You well, understand? It's because you know, we get our ass kissed like, oh my God, yeah. you're so beautiful. Oh, yeah. like, oh, I love your hair, you know? And it's like, Humanize me. Yes. Like, like, just talk to me like a person. By the way, so you, you saw with Isabella James when I interviewed her, and if you go watch uh, Monica Holt, which is Swedish Bella, and if you watch CJ okay. Sparks, if you watch Chloe Torre, if you watch any of them, my job is to humanize them. Yeah. Because, again, no shot, no disrespect, because he's one of my favorite content creators adam 22 and no jumper adam 22 and no jumper is does porn he's going to ask about i, I don't like adam 22 he's great adam 22 he does porn he's gonna talk oh what was that big dick like and well five guys at one time i'm not gonna ask those questions because adam will ask those questions that's his job that's his shtick why do you think he switched i mean the, the only issue i had with him is i you know obviously he was involved in all hip-hop mm -hmm. but to me he reminded me of the nerdy guy who got a bunch of tattoos but inside he's still that same I can tell he's a very intelligent guy. Yeah, he is. But then he like kind of shifted out of this out of this hip hop scene over into this. Now I'm a porn guy. I think he does both. I mean, just like I do. No, I do. Does. A, I he do does, a pod. I do a, both. I have I have adult actresses on my podcast about evolutionary psychology. I, you can do both. I mean, I don't think that that's a big. I, I still, by the way, I'm still a quantitative analyst at a hedge fund right now. I still have that job. Yeah. Um, so I, you can you can do both. I think for him, it was a situation where like what it, what can he talk about forever? 
right? Do you guys watch Fresh and Fit? You ever see Fresh and Fit podcast? Probably the, it's the biggest. Uh, it's the biggest one on YouTube. It's the biggest. It's a. It's a. It's like the two guys. Two guys in Miami. Fresh and Fit. Uh, Myron and Walt, and then they have they usually have like six or seven girls on there, and they get into these discussions, and they get into heated oh, arguments. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? And yeah, they pack yeah. the girls. In. Those guys are about to cross a million subscribers on YouTube. Okay, oh, they're making Selena a. Powell's they're yes, yeah, Selena Powell for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. I suck their dicks. I suck, I suck their dick. Really, she, Selena? She just got out of, she just got out of prison. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. but like but the, the thing, but but like, didn't you love it though? I don't want to date Selena Powell, but fuck, man, that's uh, just so, it. so entertaining. It's so entertaining. I, it's not weird. And that he I, actually gave that Adam Twenty Two did give her the opportunity. Did you see what happened? Time. Yeah. Did you yes. see what happened? So so what happened is they took that that show that Selena Powell had and they just did completely tore down black men. All they did was destroy, just humiliate. Remember the Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they. They canceled the show. It's like if all you're going to do on this show is just denigrate African American men, I can't give you the show. Right. See, I didn't really realize. That. I mean, that I knew is they exactly were what I, I didn't know it was just against African American. The point, the point I was trying to make yeah. is Adam has his. Like I can't. One of my favorite podcasters is Adam Andrew Huberman. He's a professor of neurobiology at Stanford. I love his podcast. I can't do what he does. I do not have a PhD in neurobiology. I know a lot about it, but not as much as him. Mm -hmm. And Dr. David Buss, I love to have him on my podcast to talk about evolutionary psychology. I think I have the only evolutionary psychology podcast in the world. I think so. Because Dr. Gad Sad at Concordia, he has a podcast, but he does not about evolutionary psychology. My podcast, always at the end, we go back to Evo Psych. Um, so everybody has a niche. Uh, you'll notice where Joe Rogan has a lot of uh, MMA fighters and he has a lot of um, SEALs, like former military members. Mm -hmm, yeah. I have some military members, but he, he, what was the last IG model or OF model that he's had on his podcast? Nobody. Um, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like, but, but like the thing is like they count too, right? Do, or am I wrong? They actually matter too, yeah, right? Yes. Okay. So, and then when you watch Adam 22, why is he so popular? Because Joe Rogan wasn't interviewing any of them, right? There was this huge niche that, that Joe Rogan missed that Adam 22 got. Does that make sense? Yes. And then, and then the other part was, um, you know, I have that. And then I also have like certain types of people on that, uh, have their own businesses or like, I don't, I, I feel like a lot of times when I watch Joe Rogan, it's very, people that are very interesting to Joe Rogan, who I have, I mean, obviously he's the godfather, man. He's the greatest yeah. podcaster who's ever lived. But he, these are things that are interesting to him. So what's interesting to me, basketball players, football players, uh, sports bettors, uh, girls who look, they're really pretty women, uh, uh, psychologists. Um, I have one, one of my friends, she's a marriage therapist and she's an FHN model. These couples will walk into her office and be, and the wife will be like, mm, not her. And they'll walk the fuck out. <laughs> it's so odd. She's so beautiful. And that's what happens, right? Uh, oh, on Friday, I'm at, or Saturday, I'm interviewing four guys from Thunder from Down Under. Oh, I, yeah. Those but, are but, my homies. But it's, but, it's not, but it's not what you think. It's, it, it, what I'm asking them is like, what is it like for you? What is your perspective? having women objectify you like women are often objectified and what is your perspective when you see women frequently willing to like cheat on their boyfriend or cheat on their husbands or or boyfriends to be with you for one night because simply because of your physical attractiveness i've never heard anyone ask a male stripper this before and yet that that i see it all the time well i've asked that that's, i've asked that to, i've asked that to female strippers because yeah. i'm like yeah but it's it's completely different because men and women cheat for completely different reasons and what are those? So, so, are those so there's great, again, this is the fourth. I think thousand, I heard you say something. Fourth thousandth time I've said this, it's, yeah. but this is one of the greatest uh, statistical surveys I've ever heard. And the idea is when, when men and women were surveyed on why they cheated, when men cheat, they report the same satisfaction in the marriage when they cheat or when they don't cheat. When women cheat, they report 80% lower. 80% of the time they report lower satisfaction. When men cheated is not to end the relationship. When women cheated is to end the relationship 80% of the time. 
when, when women cheat, like when men cheat, they're reordering the roster. When women cheat, they're looking for a new head coach. That's the difference. Women do not, women do not take cheating lightly. Even girls who like, when, like the thing is, you know, I have several friends who do porn. They are not as not like the, an average guy who I know who's a male stripper or a VIP host here is still a million times sluttier than the sluttiest porn star I've ever met in my life. <laughs> ever. Like uh, girls right. I know that do porn and did just did like six, seven dudes at once still are like, mm, not you. Like they'll still be like, nah, you're not hot enough. Like they'll be like, you kind of creep me out. I'm not going to work with you. Dudes are not like that. Like I know VIP hosts five, 600 girls. They, they, there's no, I know most porn stars I know have not even been with, they'd like work with the same six dudes or OF. They've worked with one guy the whole time. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. Maybe 20 dudes or whatever. They've been in there for a long time. But the thing is like, like uh, you say a girl does porn and she's been with 100 male porn actors. I know so many dudes who've been with five, 600 girls. It's not even, even, even girls who do porn do not compare. Well, that's why when you said one girl would go over and do it, that's why I said. So like if, if you as a male went and did one scene now, now that makes you a porn star. For sure. So it's like, now does it make, is everybody a porn Unless star? Unless your face isn't in it. Yeah. Yeah. Stunt cock doesn't count. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That is a human dildo. That's what I'm saying. There was a reason he, he specified that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no reason for me. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's something that, yeah, that's something that I wondered because, you know, talking to so many strippers, just like these Thunder Down Under guys, it, it, it's like that's what they, they see guys constantly coming out. And cheating on their wife so i feel like they get this shield of oh yeah life, for, for sure life. so nar nar ford talked to me about that but the problem is we all know as men all the gentlemen who are in there there's five of us in here six of us if you believe a man can love his wife and kids fully and totally and have sex with other women and it not affect his relationship do you do you believe that's possible none of you guys I think do. yeah i think so she does you yeah. think that a, a guy could not have sex with another woman and still and not and, and still love his wife and love i think yeah i think and love yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, sure. you agree yeah, yeah. Do you agree, agree you understand what i'm saying like i there's what, what i'm saying is as men we can completely compartmentalize men do not need comfort if a woman would have sex in a cardboard box a man wouldn't buy a house okay <laughs> we, we don't we don't need comfort if a girl is fine enough and you're single you will have sex with her in a, the most compromising ridiculous especially if you're young and you're in college you will have you'll have sex with the most weirdest women need comfort that's the mm -hmm. difference there's a difference so now we understand that that's why why it's so much different for me to hear these male strippers talk about women cheating that is way more interesting to me i know why men cheat i understand i well, the reason why i will I, I don't cheat but i i look at women because my testosterone's over 800 that's why my, my total test i understand why men cheat we have 11 17 times as much testosterone as women i get that why do most men cheat but the in a lot of times i see him doing it with somebody that's not even close to as hot as the girl so is. great oh, so, yeah, so the, the term's called hypergamy hypergamy if you guys want to look it up look up the hypergamy scale you'll find what it'll, it'll, it'll be a, up, it'll be a yeah. blue pyramid and a pink pyramid the pink pyramids for women the blue pyramids for men you'll see on the blue pyramid men always go the same or lower women always go the same or higher hypergamy literally means women marrying up Hypergamy to Rolo Tomasi means women trying to get the you know the best man she can get. To me, it means the best man she can't get. That's why women will have a, a the the highest status boyfriend they can and still go fuck Drake, because she can't get to Drake. She knows she can't, or she she's gonna at least give it a shot. Like uh, if if hypergamy here we go. If hypergamy didn't exist, if hypergamy didn't exist, then there wouldn't be all these women trying. Dude, I see women throw themselves at Bulzarian and get nothing. Like they don't get on the they don't get on his social media. They don't get any money for it. They don't give shit, and they still want to sleep with him desperately. I see that happen all the time. So, but why is that though? Why like? Yeah, this, it's, it's right human evolution that's yeah. why because because what happens is and you'll see what dating apps right 
10% of the top 10% of men on dating apps are getting 63% of the right swipes. The top 20% of men on dating apps are getting like 83% of the right swipes. Women find 80% of women on dating apps unattractive. 80%. The way men are stratified. Again, what, so why do I want to interview male strippers? Because they're in that 1%. I want to know what it's like for them. For in every case, for them, you understand, most women do not are not attracted to men just because of their physical attractiveness. Some are. I know that I'm sure you have some homegirls that like tattoos, six pack abs, six foot five. I'll fuck him no matter what. Sometimes girls are like that. I know some girls are like, I don't care what he looks like, but he's rich. I know some there's yeah, girls are girls are in. Like so there's a great book about this by Sydney Messon and David Buss called why women have sex. 237 reasons why women have sex. There's like four reasons why guys have sex. 237 reasons why women have sex. So the thing that I found is like having all these female friends that I've been talking to over the years, I, I know like CJ Sparks 100%. When she says she doesn't care about a guy's look, she is not kidding. Dudes are shorter than her, but they're they're loaded. They buy her gifts. If you buy her gifts, that is the key to her heart. Then I have another friend of mine. She uh, she's She's got her own medical practice. She's very, very fucking smart. She's in her, she's past the age of 35, but she looks like she's 20 and she's dating a male stripper who's 25 years who's 10 years younger than her who's like probably the best looking dude i've ever seen in my life and like i don't know if he can put two words together but she, that's what she, that's all she's about and when she broke up with him it's another dude who looks like that that's what she's in she's into physical attractiveness she is somewhere on the spectrum she's only into physical attractiveness generally what men what women want is like a guy not super tall but taller than her funny has some sort of like charisma, has alignments with other men, and has enough money to where we can go, you know, you can make your car payment, we have a place to sleep, and we can go on vacation like one week a year. It's not too much, but like there's some women, I have one of my homegirls, she's stunning. She makes so much money on OnlyFans. And I went out with her the other night, and we were just, she was like, hey, can you take me to this club? I was like, yeah, I can get girls on stage at any club in, in Vegas. And I take her on stage, and I just see her, she's she's tricking. And I'm like, girl, you make 200,000 a month on OF. Why are you tricking? This makes no sense to me. You're a multi-time playmate. What are you doing? And she just, she loves that. She loves the fast pace of it. She loves the quick money. And I'm like, this is fucking madness. But here's the reason why, because that's what she's attracted to. Every women are attracted to very different things. I'm sure you have home girls. You're like, why are you talking to that dude? What the fuck? But that doesn't happen to us. Does it? No, not usually. If I said, was Margot Robbie fine in, in Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, what yeah. was was I how about S Selma, Selma Hayek in uh, Dust Till Dawn? You remember yeah. that shit? Yeah. As men, we don't we don't look at Selma Hayek and be like, "Ooh, I can't believe you think that's girl." Ugh. Even like if you even like let's say a guy didn't like Asian girls, he would still look at a pretty Asian girl, be like, "Well, yeah, she's pretty. I can still tell she's pretty." As men, we kind of like uh, we we understand. I want you to consider this, right? How long does it take for you to tell a girl's fine, or even you? How long does it take for you to tell a girl's fine? Seconds? It's not even two seconds. It, it, if you were to do the math, it's not, yeah, it's, not, it's not even two. It's not even two tenths of a second. You can tell a girl's fine. You look at hip to waist ratio, facial symmetry. There's actually science behind it. It's a 0. 0.72 hip to waist ratio. It's facial symmetry, and it has to do with like signs of youth. Um, you can tell a woman's that attractive that quickly. Like if I were to show you a car at 100 meters, you wouldn't be able to tell what car was in two seconds. You understand what I'm saying? Like, or a gun, you'd have to look at it and be like, oh, what kind of gun is that? If I were to sit there and be like, is that a pierogi or is that a, is that a, you know, what kind of sandwich? You can't tell with any of these other things. What kind of, what brand of television is that? Well, I'm not sure. Oh, it's a TLC. You can't. Well, with a woman in 0.2 seconds, I can tell that she's fine. What does that mean? Anything that is pervasive amongst homo sapiens must exist in evolution. There must have been a natural selection or there must have been selection pressure for us as men to be able to tell women are fine like that. Because if we didn't, we were, we were wrong we would end up breeding with the wrong person. Does that make sense? Yes. So if you understand that there is something in homo sapien males that is, uh, allows them to be able to tell that women are attractive that quickly, shouldn't there be something in females also? 
there is, is that there's those pyramids I showed you, hypergamy, except theirs doesn't take two seconds. They can tell if a guy's physically attractive in 0.2 seconds, but they can't tell if he can dance, if he's going to be cruel mm -hmm. to her, if he's going to cheat. Does he have money or does, is that a fake paddock? Uh-oh, does he have the, four, you know, the Forex trader with the rented Lambo and the fake, the fake watch? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Is he terrible in bed? Is he good in bed? Is he the Tinder swindler? The Tinder oh, swindler. Dude, the Tinder swindler. The, the LA swindler. You know, there's an LA swindler. The LA swindler, dude, he, he ended up hooking up with one of my homegirls who is a uh, perfect 10. This girl is phenomenally beautiful. And I remember, like, I did, like we don't live in the same city. I've never asked her. LA swindler? LA, yeah, look up the LA swindler. There's another dude named LA swindler. <laughs> LA swindler. But my whole point was, like, like when I watched this, like, this guy is, like, short and, swar short and swarmy. And he, like, convinced her. He loved bombed her to the point where this girl who... It, 99% of my guy friends would marry on the spot. He got to sleep with her and he was a liar. And you just like sit there and you realize, man, women have all these cues that they look for. Whereas men, we're not fooled. If you're fine, you're fine. Like we're not going to be fooled by it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if a girl came up to me and was like, hey, I should win your bikini competitions because I was in all these magazine covers. And I'm like, oh, well, that's what the judges say. You know, it's not, it's not, Mike Tyson didn't talk about beating the shit out of Trevor Burbick. He went and did it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's this kind of situation where, um, you're sitting there and, uh, for a woman, she has so many things. You just don't know. That's what the, that's why women want to wait and men don't. It's because we, we got all the info we needed. She was fine. She, <laughs> right. So I and, have, I have a question yeah. and, and this is, that happens in a lot, a lot of women in my industry. And it's not just like porn or only fans, but even strippers. So we get the guy, right? Mm -hmm. The yep. guy's loving us. Oh my God, my, oh, I already know my girl's going. a stripper. <laughs> She's a little sexy thing. I need you to quit, girl. And then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, then, you know, the honeymoon phase is over and it's like, okay, I'm going into work. Oh, you're, you know, then a fight happens yeah, for, for no sure. reason. What is that? And, and even the women, when <sighs> we go into work or, you know, if we're going to the strip club, we're not going to the strip club thinking like, oh, I'm going to find my husband. For sure. We go in like, oh, I'm about to get my bag. Yes. And that's that. Yeah. But so a couple of things I think lean into it. So one of the things is jealousy is not immaturity. Jealousy is an evolutionary adaptation. So 50,000 years ago, if you weren't jealous and other guys were going in the cave where your girl was, you didn't know if the baby was yours. You, we didn't have we didn't have tests for genetics we didn't you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. we had no idea so we had men were literally physically blocking their their partners from other men that's how that that's why men were competitive that's where you get the whole jealousy adaptation from now we don't need to do that anymore right we have paternity tests now we don't we don't need to but our brain doesn't know that our brain is still evolved for fifty thousand. Uh, that's one of the things that evolutionary studies our brain was evolved for fifty thousand years ago our bro as soon as humans became the apex predator on the planet evolution basically stopped for homo sapiens because there's no evolutionary pressure to do anything else um so so now at this at this situation like the guy is sitting there and like maybe he's picked up a stripper before i know on more than occasions i've gone to a strip club and a girl has left with me so if i know that's the case and i did so because you know uh, you know, I was able to be funny or show a certain amount of status or show whatever. And she were to, was to leave with me. And now my girl is constantly exposed to that every day. That makes it difficult for me to just believe that my true love and my soul, she's my destiny and we're just going to stay together forever. No, I'm just, I'm just telling you, like one of the issues is this, right? Um, I know several girls who've moved to Vegas without their husbands and they get jobs at working at like, uh, as bottle servers. 
and every one of them gets a divorce. I've never seen one not get a divorce. <laughs> yeah, and the reason it. why the reason why they get a divorce, and it's like women are not cognitively doing this, but like when you're around a lot of really high status dudes and you're dating a guy you don't see as high status, you're just gonna start picking fights with them. It's just these weird things are gonna like these little things that you didn't notice are gonna become annoying. Same thing with guys when the, guys, the guys fake fights. Yeah, these fake fights. I I personally believe that women pick the fights because they're constantly trying to check and see whether or not their man is the alpha male they thought that they got into a relationship with. Because the worst thing in the world that can happen is for, well, the worst thing in the world can happen is for a, a woman to think she's with an alpha and she ends up dating a beta. Not today. Today, it doesn't mean shit. 50,000 years ago, if you got pregnant by the wrong dude, you and your child die. 100%. Yeah. Because you're ostracized. You picked the wrong dude. You cheated on your boyfriend with this other dude who you thought was an alpha male. Turns out he wasn't an alpha male. Now he's left you with the baby. The baby doesn't look like the dad. Like your your partner, you and the child are ostracized from the tribe. You die. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's the reason why women are way more picky about who they have sex with the first time than men are. That's the reason why. So so now you see the same situation here where you know this guy is acting jealous because maybe he's seen just just the same thing. Like you as you've been have you been a dancer before? I am a dancer. Okay, so now you've seen how fucking low dudes will go. Oh yeah, right for, to cheat on their girl. And, oh, they, yeah. and and by the way, they probably love their girl. And they're just, oh yeah. yeah, it's it's it it's hard to imagine. So you've seen that before. So it would be difficult for you if your man keeps going to a strip club to just believe, unless you're like bisexual and you guys bring women home. It would be difficult for you to just believe he's just going to go there and then nothing's going to happen. Or if he went there every day, it would be difficult. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's the same situation. It's not just that she's going to the strip club. It's that every day she's surrounded by men. Some of them are good looking. Some of them are rich and they're constantly throwing money at her and it just chips away, chips away, chips away. And while your relationship might be on solid ground, the problem is as soon as you fuck up, look at all these other options that she has. Cause she's yeah. going to work with a bunch of dudes oh, yeah. who are down to spend money on her. That's, that's the reason why dudes get jealous. That, that honestly is the reason. Uh, I, you know, personally for me, I would hope, you know, if I was in a relationship with a girl that, you know, I make a good enough living where she would not have to do that. I'm not opposed to her doing it if that's what she wants to do. But the problem is there has to be like, at some point, the relationship is our relationship. It's a boundary. Like, here's the thing I learned. When I go, I go to Jamaica every year for Paradise Challenge. I go to Paradise Challenge. There's the prude side and the nude side. When you go on the nude side, nobody gives a fuck about the boundaries of your relationship. Your girl needs to make sure nobody touches her boobs, her vagina, or her butt. That's a, Your girl needs to make sure that happens because nobody else is going to respect the boundaries of your relationship. Everyone's nude. You're going to be sitting there talking, having a good time, and some male stripper is going to run out there with his, with his dick just rubbing it on your girl's <laughs> hip. Like I've seen it with my own eyes. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I've been sitting there with a girl on my lap, and some dude just walked by, the dick like rubs on my shoulder. Like, bitch, what are you doing? Like, why are you? This is ridiculous. I don't even fucking know you, bro. And you're just like... <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, it's just it's like that, but it's not it's not other people's job. If you date a girl who's a dancer, an atmosphere model, uh, an Instagram model, whatever, it's not other dudes' jobs to not hit on your girl. It is you, you and your girl's job to to put a boundary, a physical boundary around your bodies. That's the thing. Have, have you dated a porn star before? No, not not no. like like casually dated. Yes. Uh, where we were in a relationship and we put boundaries on the relationship? Absolutely not. What, what it usually is is because I generally date women who date women, a lot of times girls who do porn are way more open to the idea or even aggressive about it, which is the, the type of girls that I like. And so because I don't ever have to lie, one of the things I never want to lie, I want to be like, uh, do you think that, like, oh, do you think Sally's pretty? And, and I'll be like, yeah, I think Sally's pretty. And she's like, yeah, I think Sally's pretty too. Let's do it. You know, like that, like that's all. That's what yeah. I want. Yeah. Do you understand? That's what I, I don't want. In my my relationships, we generally have a rule: we don't have sex with other people unless we're both in the room together. 
other women unless we're both in a room together. I appreciate that. So because of that, I may casually date someone who does porn. As far as like taking them home to mom and you know, you know, introducing them to the my boss at the the hedge fund. That's hard. I can't really do that. Why is okay? Why do men do that? They go, oh yeah, like I. I mean, I've been in situations where you know, whatever, we're having a great time and stuff. And then it's like, if it's getting so serious, they go, oh, you know, I want you to meet my parents, but we, oh, we got to work on this, on your porn stuff. We got to hide it. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not ashamed. Why are you ashamed? So be because, because as men, um, at one of the status, one way for a man to lose status is for the idea that his girl runs out and embarrasses him and sleeps with somebody else. Does that make sense? You see, rapper, I, I, rappers. I, I always say that I'm like that. That's the biggest thing. What you said right there. It's like I always say when you're going out, the hardest thing about cheating is if they do it, say, like in your circle. Yes. And everybody in your circle, they might have seen that. And it's the embarrassment of that more than the embarrassment it, it, like, of even if it's somebody you, you didn't know. You, you, I'm not hitting on you. You're really attractive. If you're really attractive and your boyfriend cheats on you, guess what? Tomorrow you're still really attractive. Our, our, our belief in your, you know, sexual market value, if you will, doesn't change because you got cheated on. If we get cheated on, we look like a fucking cuck. It is very different <laughs> for us. It's very that's why rappers do this to each other, man. I fucked your girl in some Gucci flip flops. That wasn't an accident, bro. And then you saw Dan Bilzerian, he fucked it from bodybuilder.com, he fucked that guy's girl, and then he took the picture of the Gucci flip flops. Because he uh. fucked his he fucked his girl. That's what dudes do to each other as far as being competitive. Like that's by the way, seventy eight percent. Like humiliate each other. Yes. Seventy eight percent of murders are what? Anybody want to guess? Men killing other men over women. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's the reason why it's very different. So you're sitting there saying this. So just imagine I, I teach a program on male empowerment, right? Male and female empowerment. And in the program, I tell men, you, Hey, listen, you got to level up. You, you have to put boundaries around your relationship with your girl. And now I'm dating a girl and my, my guy friends, Oh, let me check out her Instagram. Let me go to her OF. And then she's got, Oh, check out my free OF. And it's different penises <laughs> in the different photos. <laughs> Do you understand the problem? Like how am I, as a man, it's going to be very difficult for other dudes to respect me or what I'm saying. If I'm dating someone and that's going on, if it's a casual relationship, it's not a big deal. Okay. But if it, but if she would, my girlfriend is a position like a CEO is a position at a company. You have to apply for that position. If you apply for that position and you get that position, there's responsibilities that come with that because we are we are going to the moon. I'm going to help you build your empire. I mean, my, my last girlfriend, I, I probably got her 100,000 followers in like five or six months uh, because I introduced her to a bunch of really big photographers. I wanted to build her empire and I'm going to build my empire. And in order for us to do this stuff together, we have to have we have to understand there's certain rules. We can't embarrass each other. It's not that, that I can't embarrass her. Or she can't embarrass me. We can't bear, embarrass each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the, those boundaries, then guys kind of, other men don't really respect you. Does that make sense? So that's part of the reason why, right? Just imagine if there was a guy who really liked you and he was like, okay, I want to bring you home to my parents. And then auntie, whatever the fuck goes to your OF and just sees you with random, just like, that doesn't look, that penis doesn't look the same color as your man. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Wait, there's two penises in this one. <laughs> What am I supposed to like? Uh, and then, and then here's what happens. It's so embarrassing. Guess what? Guess what auntie does? Takes your boyfriend off in the bathroom. Like, have you seen this? Have you seen what your girl is doing? And it's, it, it's now a fucking thing. But what about female empowerment? No, I'm with female empowerment. Yeah. My, my point is, my point but is, I get, I get it. My point well, is, well, the same thing. My point so is you're still like, my point is I still think that you, you, if you make the decision that I want to be in a monogamous relationship with one dude, then he should, you should say this, these are the standards I have. I don't want you to be with other women 
the problem is here's where the problem comes from because by the way as far as intersexual dynamics between men and women there is no answer i just want to make that absolutely clear anybody who tells you there's an answer there is no fucking answer if there was an answer there wouldn't be dr oz or fresh and fit there wouldn't be kevin samuels none of that shit would have existed there is no fucking answer we're all in a struggle and we're just going to try to make it 80 years till we die okay <laughs> The, the the point is for you if, you, if 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 I were to ask you what kind of man you want and it was like a top 1% of men, as we go up the income scale or go up the height scale, there are actual statistics on the likelihood of that person cheating in a marriage. Do you think those statistics go up or do you think they go down as the guy approaches $540,000 a year and he's 6'6"? Six, six? Do you think they go up or do you think they go, what do you think? They go, up. they go dramatically up, exponentially up. In fact, mm -hmm. if a guy, there's a great book called The Intelligence Paradox by Satoshi Kanazawa. People, men with higher IQs are more likely to cheat. It's crazy what happens. As you get closer and closer to these apex men or these top 10% of men, they're far, 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 far more likely to cheat. And so that becomes problematic. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm.